and when God's people pray, because prayer is not a religious ritual, it is a conversation with Almighty God. Prayer is our lifeline to heaven. If we had any idea of the incredible power available to us through prayer, we would not stop praying. We would do what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. But here's the challenge to us in our modern lives. We are impatient people. We won't stop right away. Come on, right now. <laughs> Immediately. We want fast food, instant rice, and prime delivery. Everything's got to get here immediately, right? But that's not how prayer works. Too many people pray once, or they pray for five minutes, and when nothing happens, they give up. Let me ask you something. Do you really want it? Do you really want it? Like a preacher said one time when I was growing up, he said, how big you want to? Do you really want that thing that you're asking of God? Okay, because sometimes you have to persevere to prevail in prayer. Hello. Sometimes you got to push. you got to pray until something happens. John Wesley said, God does nothing but an answer to prayer. Sometimes you got to pray through. Ezekiel 22, 30. God says this, He said, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. I found none. God was looking for somebody to stand in the, in the gap and make up the hedge. That, that word hedge is the Hebrew word gader. It means a fortified wall. Did you know that when we pray and when we intercede, we are building a fortified wall in the spiritual realm? Hello? When we intercede, we're building a fortress around that person that we're praying for. Did you know that intercession is a privilege that only belongs to us? No angel can intercede. No angel can act of their own will. God has given us the privilege of intercession to intervene in situations through prayer. God has given man not only the authority, but the responsibility to influence events in the earth through prayer for His glory. And I might be in the Presbyterian church today, but I'm going to preach like the same folks that I Jesus. 
Jesus is interceding and we should intercede all the earth. And how do we pray? In whose name do we pray? We pray in Jesus' name. We're praying in the name of the one who raised the dead. We're praying in the name of the one who holds all authority in heaven and on earth. We're praying, praying in the name of the one who cast out demons with the word. He didn't spend eight hours trying to do a deliverance. We're praying in the name of the one who spoke a word and the devil had to flee. Hello, we're praying in the name of the one who walked out of the grave. We're praying in the name that is greater than cancer, that is greater than divorce, that is greater than poverty, that is greater than depression, greater than division, greater than fear, greater than sin. We're praying in the name that is above every name. When all of man's options are gone, there is still power in the name of Jesus. You've been praying and nothing's happened Keep on praying and keep on believing because God will do what He said He would do. There's power in prayer. That's why today I want to talk to you just a little while about prayer and fasting. To be honest, I'd rather talk about feasting. Because I like to eat This is the time of year coming out of the holidays when people are trying to lose weight. I don't know about y'all. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I tend to gain weight around the holidays. You know, the major holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, the day after New Year's, George Washington's birthday, Valentine's Day, Cinco de Mayo, Memorial Day, July 4th, Labor Day, Shark Week. I gain weight around all those holidays. My love language is food. Okay, and I'm not the only one. Okay, this is the time of year when most of us cut back on what we eat so we can get in shape a little bit. In fact, I went to the doctor on Tuesday. He said, I want you to do 30 crunches a day. I said, well, that sounds like a lot of chocolate, but I'll try it. <laughs> when you go without food for physical reasons... Okay, we call that a diet or a cleanse, but, but when you go without food for spiritual reasons, we call that a fast. So let's look at the power of prayer and fasting. Let's start with the basics. What is a fast? Okay, a fast is a time frame when you give up food because you get more of God. Okay, you're sacrificing this so you get more of that. You push away the plate because you want more of God's power and presence in your life. A fast is not about losing weight. A fast is about seeking God. There are several di different types of fasts. I'm going to get just kind of an elementary level. Amen. So here, here's a breakdown of it. Okay, there's the normal fast where you don't eat solid food. Okay. The, this is a fast where you still drink liquids, juices, coffee, etc. Right? It's the most common type of fast. And by the way, you have any coffee. Hallelujah. Then there's the Daniel fast, where you only eat certain fruits and vegetables and water. And you see this in the Bible in Daniel chapter 1 and Daniel chapter 10. Daniel was in captivity, and they said, well, look, we're going to give you our best food so you can prosper and flourish. And he said, no, I'm only going to eat what God says I can eat. And they made fun of him, they mocked him, and he thrived. He flourished. You see that in Daniel 1 and Daniel, Daniel 10, and then 10. And then you have the partial fast, and this maybe is a good place to start if you've never fasted before. Okay? 
This is where you give up one meal or two meals a day, or you cut something completely out of your diet. Okay, this is a good place to start because I had somebody that was so excited about fasting and praying. They were like, "Man, I'm just—I'm not going to eat nothing all week. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to pray, and I'm just going to be in Jesus. We're going to be like." And then, 16 hours in, he said, "I've got to confess my sins. I just ate a Walmart." Okay, start small, okay? If you're worried about failing, start small and work your way. But how you fast is up to you. Come on, tell somebody, it's up to you. So I'm asking you to decide for yourself how you're going to fast this week. Some of you have never fasted before, so start small. Some of you have fasted before. Maybe it's time to, to up the ante a little bit this time. Maybe God's calling you to the next level. Some of y'all, maybe it's, maybe it's not food. Maybe you need to turn the TV off. Or throw it in the garbage with your cell phone. <laughs> Hello. Seek God. Ask Him. Ask Him to direct you and guide you how you want to get get away and disconnect and seek Him this week. But there are different ways to fast, and really, how you fast is, is your decision. But that's what a fast is. The more important question is why. Why on earth would we go without food? <laughs> I was talking to my friend, missionary Mark Randall in Zambia, in East Africa, and he was so excited to tell me, he, he said, I, I finally was able to purchase a car. I, I bought it online. They, they, they ship it in from Japan. I, I finally have a vehicle. I'm so excited. I said, well, that's great, Mark. Well, well how many people will it see? He said, I can fit nine people in it. I said, oh, yeah, so, so five Americans. <laughs> The rest of you, uh, you catch up later. Listen to the podcast, you'll get it. Listen, Americans don't eat to survive. <laughs> okay. We eat to feel better. The problem in America is that we turn to food to satisfy the things that only God can truly satisfy. Fasting is a way of denying the flesh. So today I want to give you five principles about fasting. Number one, fasting is about purpose. It's important that you fast with a purpose in mind. If you don't have a focus to your fast, you will fail. Okay? People say there's only one person that ever walked on water. That is false. There were two. Because when Jesus walked up on the water, he called Simon Peter to step out of the boat and meet him. And Peter stepped out and he walked on water. And he kept on walking as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. But he started looking at the winds and waves, and that brother went down. Fasting it will be powerful in your life if you keep your focus. If you start looking at the hunger pains and the lunch specials, it's going to be tough. Fasting is about purpose. Going on a fast, that's not something you try. It's something that you have to make up your mind. I'm going to do this. Never go on fast without a purpose. Why? Because the fast is painful. Okay? I never embrace something painful. I, don't, I have a saying that I live by. No pain, no pain. I don't like pain. Okay? But if there's a purpose to the pain, then it's going to be worth it. Amen? It's like exercise. Nobody exercises because they love it. They exercise because there's a purpose to the pain. Amen? Somebody say there's a purpose to the pain. 
Maybe you need to write that down, because you might need to look at that this week as we're fasting and praying. There is a purpose to the pain. The Bible is full of examples of men and women who fasted with a purpose in mind. Moses fasted 40 days because he needed a word from God, and after 40 days of fasting, God gave him the Ten Commandments. I'd say that's a word from the Lord, wouldn't you? Solomon prayed and fasted because he needed guidance and resources, and out of that fast, God increased his wisdom and wealth, and he's known as the wisest man who ever lived. Joseph fasted while he was in prison because he needed freedom. And out of that fast, Joseph rose to a position of great power and influence. Not only was he free, but he set other people free. If you need freedom, fast with a purpose in mind. A man named Haman called for the total annihilation of God's people. And a young girl named Esther called for a three-day fast for all of the Jewish people in her city. Not only did God save his people from destruction, but he took the enemy's trap that had been set and he used it on the enemy. Things happen when we fast and pray, church. Come on, tell somebody, things happen. Amen. I could go on and on and on. I got pages of examples in my notes, but you need to know things happen when we fast and pray. When you have a reason to fast, you will persevere through the pain. When you don't have a reason, you're going to be at McDonald's on Monday morning. And when you fast, it's not about looking spiritual. Amen. <laughs> I see some people they fast and look like they got their finger in a meat grinder all day. Come on, that's not how we do it. Amen. <laughs> Listen, Jesus never had a problem with sinners. He came to save sinners. He had a problem with religious folk. He had a problem with the Pharisees. The Pharisees, they fasted for the wrong purpose. They fasted to get attention. Anytime you do something spiritual for attention from other people, not only does it not honor God, it does damage. Hello. When you fast, don't fast for attention. Matthew 6, 16. Moreover, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. And certainly I say to you, they have their reward. In other words, they don't get nothing from God. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and please wash your face. <laughs> so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. We don't fast for people, we fast for God. Amen? And Jesus said, your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen? Fast with a purpose in mind. For you personally. For your family, write a purpose. Lord, this is what I'm fasting. This, this is why I'm fasting. This is why I'm pursuing you. Why are we fasting as a church? So we can storm hell in 2023. I don't know about you. I'm ready to plunder hell to populate heaven. I want us to be the kind of church Jesus established. A soul-saving, Bible-believing, tongue-talking, devil-hating, sin-fighting church that's not afraid to go into the enemy's camp and take back what he stole. Hello. Come on, this generation is tired of fake Christians and people playing church. This generation needs to know that Jesus has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
He's still the Savior. He's still the healer. He's still the miracle worker. He's still the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Jesus has not changed. He still makes a way where there is no way. He still opens doors that no man can shut and shuts doors that no man can open. He can change my life. He can certainly change your life. That's why we're passing. Hallelujah. I want when every member of our church wakes up every day this year, I want the devil to be top of pills because he can't deal with us. I want the devil to be down in hell saying, Oh no, she's awake. Oh no, he's awake. Come on, let's, we want to storm the gates of hell this year. Hallelujah. We didn't come to take sides, we came to take over. Amen. All right, I don't want you to skip a few, so we can go get some lunch and get ready to pass. <laughs> we'll eat some fast food. Number one, fasting is about purpose. Two, fasting is about pursuit. Fasting is about pursuit, okay? Fasting is not a commandment. It's a choice. When we fast, we're making a decision. I'm pursuing more of you. Amen. I'm pursuing God. In the Old Testament, fasting was mandatory. We're not under the law, we're under grace. People fasted in the Old Testament because they had to. I imagine a lot of people fasted progressively. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but I have to do it because it's commanded, right? Well, we're under the grace of God. We fast as an expression of worship from our hearts to our Savior. Amen. We are pursuing Him. In fact, in the Old Testament, fasting, you know what they called it in the King James in the Old Testament? Afflicting your souls. <laughs> they, you, the, when they were commanded to fast, they said, you shall afflict your soul. <laughs> uh, somebody asked you what's wrong with you this week, you should tell them, I'm afflicted. <laughs> Amen. Fasting is about pursuit. Number three, fasting is about prayer. You can pray without fasting, okay? But in the spiritual realm, you cannot fast without praying. Prayer is our lifeline to heaven. Prayer is one of the greatest things about being a Christian. I believe in the power of prayer. But as much as I love to pray, it does take discipline. Don't it? Come on, some of y'all will be here tonight with me. You want to be counting the number of lifespans up there. <laughs> you ought to be focused on Jesus. You're going to, figure, you're going to figure out how many phones burn out. I'm going to have to take these things down because I just set y'all up to fail. <laughs> Come on, I've been in so many times where I just, I, I get along with God. I'm intentional. I get the Bible out. I'm just praying, Lord, I want to seek you. I need you. I need your wisdom. I need your direction. I need some time in your presence. And then I start counting the fields out. I start thinking about all the work I got to do. I start thinking about my to do list. Come on. Prayer takes discipline. There's going to be a lot of wind and waves this, this week. Think about it. When Jesus was hungry, what did the devil say? Turn these rocks into bread, muffins? No. Turn them into Easter rolls. Come on. The devil's going to tempt you with what you want. <laughs> your favorite fruit is going to go on sale. You're going to have friends. Everybody in your office is going to have a birthday this week, and there's going to be cake coming out the yin-yang. Uh, come on. 
There's going to be temptation. Prayer takes discipline. Amen? It's going to take discipline to pray. Don't get, tell somebody, don't get distracted. And then about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, the most critical moment in his life, he was about to offer himself as a sacrifice for our sins. Jesus looked around in his moment of agony and grief, and was there bound in the Lord's feet. Not once, not twice, three times they fell asleep. Jesus said, could you not tarry one hour? Some of y'all wait an hour and a half at Treasure Hunt just to get inside and get some meals. But somebody asked you, will you pray with me for five minutes? You act like, oh, Lord, the world's going to come again. Prayer takes discipline. It takes a shifting of our priorities and a changing of our focus. But I promise you, the more time you spend in prayer, the more time you spend in the presence of God, the stronger you want to grow in the Spirit. Amen? So we're going to spend time with God daily. I challenge you this week, from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep, keep your mind on Jesus. Have the praises of God in your mouth. Seek Him all day long. We're going to spend time together as a church from 7 to 8, but you need to spend time with Him 24-7. Amen? We're believing God for great things to happen spiritually this week. Fasting is about purpose, pursuit, Fasting is about prayer. My last point is that fasting is about preparation. Three times the devil came against Jesus. All three times, Jesus responded with the Word of God. Jesus was prepared because he had been spending time in God's Word. When you pray this week, keep your Bible open. Have an open heart and an open Bible. Allow the Holy Spirit to deposit some things in you this week as you fast and pray. Amen? And but if you've never done this before, listen, I, I've got friends, they say, you know, I, I, I needed a word from God, and I just put my Bible open and put my finger on the page, and, and God just spoke to me right there. It was the one verse in the whole Bible that I needed for my situation. And if that's you, that's wonderful. Bless your heart. When I try that, it, it is up on a page in Leviticus about body functions. Oh, Lord! You know what? Because God say, boy, that ain't going to work for you. You got to set it. You got to read. R-E-A-D. You got to work on your words. This week as you pray, prepare. Because listen, you're going to find yourself in an emergency. And your verse of the day ain't going to be anywhere near you. you got to put the word in your heart. you got to make some deposits that you're going to draw on later. Spend time in the word of God this week and allow the Holy Spirit to build those things up inside of you. When I pray, I like to use the song. If you sit there and, and, and you're like, I'm going to pray for an hour, and then 42 seconds into it, you've already... Build your whole heart and everything you can think to pray for? Open the Psalms. A lot of the Psalms are prayers. Pray through the book of Psalms. It, it makes it a whole lot easier. In fact, uh, Psalm 103 is a, a phenomenal place to start. Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 103 is a good, good, good chapter for the ladies. Psalm 105 is a good chapter for the men because it's real short. <laughs> 
You ain't got a reflex. Amen. But I also like to pray with my favorite chapter in the Bible, Romans chapter 8. It is packed with so much truth that applies to no matter what you're going through, Romans chapter 8 will speak to you and encourage you and guide you. First John is good too. But I encourage you to pray with your Bible open. Let your prayer line up with the Scriptures and pray with an open heart. Let God speak to you through His Word as you pray. Let God prepare you. Fasting is about purpose, pursuit, prayer, preparation. And the last one, fasting is about power. I told you it's number four is my last point. Well, i got two last points today. My final last point is that fasting is about power. Matthew 17, 14, When they come to the multitude, a man came to Jesus, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Jesus is faced with a man whose son was sick. The disciples prayed, and nothing happened. These were the same disciples that Jesus sent out to heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. But this man comes, and they all pray, and nothing changes. Some sickness comes from natural causes because we live in a fallen world, but some sickness is spiritual in nature. Hello. You can't blame all your health problems on the devil, though. The devil didn't make me fat. I did that. But there are some sicknesses that are spiritual in nature. And when you read the Bible, you'll find that there were times when Jesus healed people. And there were other times when Jesus had to rebuke an evil spirit before they could be healed. But how do you know the difference? When a medical science can't diagnose the problem. When the sickness does not respond to normal treatment. And when the sickness brings unnecessary danger like it did to this little boy. That's how we know this boy's epilepsy was from an evil spirit because he would always have seizures next to the fire and next to the water. There was an evil spirit causing this sickness in this boy's life. This man's son needed to be delivered and there was a need the disciples could not meet. Even though they were serving the Lord, they believed in Jesus, they could not get breakthrough to help this man's son. Verse 18, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Notice Jesus steps in and immediately, immediately that spirit leaves and the boy is healed. The disciples who had been with Jesus and following Jesus and sent by Jesus couldn't do anything, but Jesus steps in and supernatural power begins to flow. And the disciples... They did what you and I, I'm sure we would do. They were cheering and clapping and praising God during the church service. And after church, they came to him privately and said, why could we not cast it out? They couldn't figure it out. They had cast out demons before. They had healed people before. But it wasn't working this time. Jesus did what they could not do. Lord, we tried everything. We prayed just like you pray, and, and still nothing happened. Where do we go wrong? Jesus said in verse 20, He said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. But here, 
here's the key right here. However, this kind does not go out spirits of infirmity. Okay, that, that you can't you can't cast out. You've been praying and seeking God and praying and praying and praying so you can't pray no more and nothing changes. Jesus said this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Listen, if you have a listen, little faith in God, you can move mountains. But Jesus says some things only go when you fast and pray. There are some needs that are especially great and some obstacles that are seemingly more difficult and deep-rooted than others. And there are some problems that require a specific type of breakthrough. And Jesus said, there is a way to attain the spiritual power to break through such needs. And here's the whole point today. Prayer and fasting releases supernatural power. Things happen when you fast and pray that will not happen any other way. Sins that have gripped your life for years, that have bound you and tormented you with guilt, are going to be broken when you fast and pray and seek God because fasting releases supernatural power. We read in Matthew 4 how Jesus fasted and prayed for 40 days. The Bible says that He came back from that prayer and fasting, he returned in the power of the Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit had come upon Jesus when he was baptized, right? Everybody saw the Holy Spirit come on him like a dove. But there was clearly a new level, a new dimension of the power of God that was released when he fasted and he prayed. I think about Yoido Full Gospel Fellowship, the largest church in the world. Many say it's the largest congregation in history. More than a million members in South Korea. It was founded by Dr. Cho, who's gone on to be with the Lord. But, but Dr. Cho said this. He said, I don't do counseling. Largest church in the world. Tremendous need among the people for counseling. He says, we don't do counseling. When people come to us for help, we tell them, go up on the mountain, fast and pray for three days, and you will get your answer from God. Fasting and prayer releases supernatural power. Will you stand with me as we pray this morning? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of fasting and prayer. Lord, I pray that this week, this first week of this year, God, would be no ordinary week. God, we give it to you. Lord, we give you the first fruits of this year. God, we consecrate ourselves. We give you of ourselves and of our time. Lord, we dedicate it to you to seek you and to pursue you. Lord, we seek you because we need you. Lord, apart from you, we can do nothing. God, we need you, Lord. We desperately need you. God, we need your strength. We need your wisdom. We need your help. We need your guidance, God. Lord, we're fasting because we want you, Lord. We want more of you. God, we want more of your presence in our lives. God, I pray that as we fast and as we pray and as we seek you, Lord, that you would remove, God, all of the distractions, all of the weight, God, all of the stuff inside of us that doesn't please you. God, purify us, sanctify us, set us apart and make us holy, Lord, as we seek you. And as we pursue you, Lord, we want your presence. God, we want to be with you. We want to sense your presence and know that you're near. 
God, we need you. We long for you. God, give us a hunger for your presence like we've never known. Give us a hunger, God, for worship like we've never known. Give us a passion for the Word of God like we've never known. Open up our eyes to see the lost people all around us in this lost and dying world. Give us a burden for evangelism to reach the lost God like we've never known, Lord. That we would be the church you created us to be. God, stir up a hunger in us for more of you. God, break off complacency. Oh, Lord, light a fire inside of us. God, may the fire of the Holy Spirit burn strong in us this week, God. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, resting on us as we seek you. Lord, I thank you. We'll never be the same. Lord, I thank you for stirring the hearts of the people, those who are here and those who are here. Lord, that we would gather tonight in your name to seek you and to pray. And God, to begin something great, God, as you do a new work in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, I thank you for your love for us. God, I thank you for your love that's incomprehensible. I thank you for your unconditional love. Lord, I thank you that you demonstrated, you proved your love to us, that while we were still sinners, you sent your only Son to die for us. And Lord, I pray for those who are here this morning and listening right now, who don't know you, who have not trusted their life to you, who have not put their lives in the hands of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that they would hear this morning that you love them, that you love them unconditionally, that you do not judge their future based on their past, but you are the God of new beginnings, you are the God of forgiveness and mercy. And Lord, I thank you. They're not here by accident, Lord, of a statement. You have led them here for this appointed time. I thank you, Lord, that you love them. That you love them so much you gave your only son. That if they would believe in you, they wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. God, I thank you that you love them. That you gave your very best for them. Hallelujah. As we continue to pray. Jesus said in John 14, 6, He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only way to God. And the great news for us is that He will accept anyone willing to come to Him and surrender their lives. Jesus is standing with open arms, ready and willing to receive you. People say, well, what do I have to give up? Follow Jesus. You got to give up so much. You got to give up looking over your shoulder. You got to give up living in fear. You got to give up worrying about am I going to go to hell if I die tonight? You got to give up the guilt of your past. Hallelujah. There is so much to gain because you haven't lived till you live for Jesus. Give him your sins, your faults, your failures, your imperfections. Give your everything to Him, and He will make you brand new. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your wonderful gift of eternal life, your wonderful gift of salvation. Hallelujah. I want to help you start that journey of faith this morning. If you are not trusting Jesus, come on, pray this prayer with you. Let's all pray it out loud. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I believe in you. You are the Savior. You are the Son of God. Forgive me of my sins. Be the Lord of my life. And with your help, I'll live for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
Hallelujah. Come on, let's celebrate this morning the goodness and the faithfulness of God in all that He's done. 